0: From Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a late career job loss.
1: Perception is reality. So you may know that you're struggling or you may know that you feel vulnerable or insecure, but others don't know that and don't assume that they do know that. And they shouldn't know that per se.
0: Today, on episode 13 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with Sherry Goldman. Sherry left the world of corporate international public relations to launch her own independent communications agency. Listen to Sherry discuss how she overcame some of the initial challenges and what she's done to be a successful entrepreneur in control of her own destiny. You can find out more about Sherry and all of our episodes at smashingtheplateau.com going solo If you are building your own business after a late career job loss, let's talk. Go to our website at smashingtheplateau.com and click on Schedule Time with David to speak with me. Now, before we jump into this incredibly important topic with Sherry, I'd like to talk to you about Source. If you are creating content that gives real value ideas, information, a story, a gift, or entertainment, and you want to build connections with your audience, call the marketing team at Source. They'll help you with the creative and the execution of the creative. Learn more by visiting cascm.com. Now let's welcome Sherry Goldman. Sherry is president of Goldman Communications Group an award winning public relations marketing communications agency, which she started 22 years ago after holding senior management positions at several international PR agencies and working in print and broadcast media. Goldman Communications Group works with a range of companies, startups through Fortune 500 companies, brands, nonprofit associations, and their executives, helping them tell their stories and create communicate, and control their messages, reputations, and value propositions. The agency offers a wide suite of services, including strategic counsel, messaging, media relations, targeting traditional social and online media, corporate communications, thought leadership programming, community industry relations and engagement, reputation management and crisis communications, and new product launches. Sherry is also an adjunct professor in public relations at LIU Post. Sherry, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks, David. Nice to be here.
0: Sherry, you started your your business quite a long time ago, 22 years, and you did it after successful employment. What was hardest when you first launched your business?
1: So many things, David, and I chose to leave my senior management jobs at agencies and start my own. And I don't think until I did it, I ever realized a few things. Number one, how much of my professional identity was wrapped up in the identity, the reputation of the agencies that I worked for and how people perceived me as important or successful only because I was employed at those companies. And once I was no longer an employee of those companies, but started my own after being in the industry for 15 plus years and winning awards, suddenly people perceived me as so different, as not accomplished, as not experienced, as not successful. And it was really Difficult for me at the beginning. I mean, one of the things I started to do initially was my elevator pitch was, hi, I'm Sherry Goldman from Goldman Communications Group. Um, I have my own agency now, but for many years, I was senior vice president of Rudafin and Roland, blah, 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 And I went through that. That was part of my keeping that reputation and maintaining that identity as I was building the new platform on which I would stand and my new company's identity. In some ways, I think things might be slightly different now because more and more people are hanging up their own shingle or going the entrepreneurial route. And it is more acceptable and it is more common. There was a perception back then, if you started your own company, it it meant that you had failed in the real world, so to speak. And that wasn't the case. I chose to leave, but perception is reality. And that was a big challenge for me in terms of how to use my history and my experience and my story as I started to build my new story as an entrepreneur. And I needed to stand on that experience and that resume, even though my new company and my new brand was yet unknown or soon to be established.
0: You know, it's interesting that you mention the struggle with identity, because one of the things that I hear from people who have been employed for a long time. Um, often you know, people who have been in the workforce as employees for 20 to 30 years, they've held senior positions, particularly if those people become entrepreneurs because they've become terminated from their last, their last job. Um, I hear about this loss of identity big time because you made a conscious choice. You wanted to start your own agency and many of the folks that I've just described. When they lose a job, they may have an idea about what they want to do, but it may not be quite as well defined, which means it's so much harder for them to articulate what they're now doing or what they're trying to get off the ground because they don't actually have any customers yet. And they're so used to saying, I'm so-and-so from such-and-such organization, which they can't say anymore.
1: You know, that's definitely true. But that is part of their history. So it's more how you communicate. That's who you are as you move forward. It's your story. And certainly, I think one of the hardest things, and it's much harder for somebody who's been outsized or right downsized or whatever than than my choosing, is to kind of take a deep breath and decide, what do I want to do if I'm going to be an entrepreneur? And we can talk a little bit about, you know, what I think they should do to establish their presence, but, but that is their story. And to, to say that I've spent 14 or 20 or 40 years in, in the larger structure, and now I've decided to go the entrepreneurial route. You're probably in the same industry, That's where your history, that's where your experience, that's where your connections are. So it's part of your story as you move forward. And, you know, I'll jump into this and say, you know, how do you do that when you feel vulnerable? Remember, perception is reality. So you may know that you're struggling or you may know that you feel vulnerable or insecure, but others don't know that and don't assume that they do know that and they shouldn't know that per se. So it's theater. So no one needs to know, quote unquote, how successful you are when you go out on the entrepreneurial world. You're successful for just having done that. That's a big deal. A lot of people don't choose to do that. A lot of people choose to lay on the couch and maybe look at Indeed.com and find their next job or go, woe is me. The actual process or the determination that you're going to be an entrepreneur is a really big deal. So you're successful just for doing that. And then, you know, we can talk about messaging. You're in the process of building your business. You're growing your business. You're actively engaging new clients. You are doing things without necessarily having to say, here are the 12 customers or clients that I'm working for. I'm in a service business. So certainly, you know, all of us in service businesses kind of stand on the reputation or the shoulders of the reputation of our clients. But in a lot of industries, people don't necessarily talk about who their clients are. So you don't have to give anybody a client list. You're actively engaging new clients. You're actively building your business. And for that, you're successful. And if you can kind of latch on to that, even in short increments, 20-minute increments, we can talk about an action plan for that. That helps you move forward. It's hard to be an entrepreneur. You know, you bring up a point, David. The other thing I think that was an impediment was the feeling of abandonment. I know that when I started my own agency, and again, my choice, I was so well-networked within the PR agency um, industry. Everybody knew me. I sat on boards, all of that. And all of those people I kind of looked at If they were from large agencies, I thought they would be referral sources for me. Certainly the business I would be seeking would be smaller or not as global as the business that they were seeking. So I thought they'd be good referral sources for me. And everyone kind of ghosted. It's amazing how everybody suddenly viewed me as a competitor instead of maybe a strategic partner, maybe just someone they knew and respected. And in my job before I started my company, and I think this is different today. I didn't network for business development. I networked for agency visibility and industry leadership. So I had zero connections when I started my company. I had gotten one client, a small project before I started, but I kind of just jumped and had to make it happen. I had to learn to develop totally new networks for business development. And the challenge there for me was, and we all do business networking now. They may not have heard of my former employers, <laughs> those large international public relations agencies that I worked for, because they may not know what PR was. So that platform that I had been standing on, it meant nothing to them. So it truly can be a challenge.
0: So How did you figure out where you needed to build relationships that would lead to referrals?
1: Took a long time. Knocked on a lot of doors, joined a lot of groups, um, looked at a lot of places, kind of made a plan. I mean, I think if people are going to be an entrepreneur, then the first thing they need to do is kind of set themselves up as an entrepreneur. And this is, you know, get a website, get a domain name. Don't use Gmail as your email address. Set yourself up as a company because as you network for business as an entrepreneur, people are only going to refer to you if they perceive you as stable, a company as versus Well, somebody kind of doing this till they get their next job. Because if you get your job in two weeks and they referred you a piece of business, what happens to that? So, you know, establish a website, establish a domain name, establish social media pages for your business, create a press release, send it out to your local newspaper and your industry trade pubs, you know, so start to establish a presence. And then start making connections, you know. And if you've only got 20 minutes worth of confidence on the day when you first start, you know, during those 20 minutes, make two phone calls and and say to people, listen, it's been a while since we spoke. I mean, go through your LinkedIn and find out. You've certainly got lots of connections. You know, I want to catch up and let you know what I'm up to. Can we schedule a coffee, a drinks, a quick call, a Zoom? And I would say to you, to anybody, network more. For partnerships and advice than necessarily for business. I mean, sadly, if we all come off as too needy, no one wants to refer to us or they may feel so helpless that they can't, that they just ghost because they want to help you, but they can't. They don't know anybody to refer as a client, but to network for partnerships, for strategic partnerships, for advice that maybe they can help you. And certainly this podcast is one of those things that does that offer to be a resource to people and say, listen, I'm hanging out my own shingle. I've been in this industry, whether the legal industry or the accounting industry or manufacturing for 20 years, 30 years. I've got great knowledge. And now that I'm not confined by the big corporate bureaucracy that I work for, you know, feel free to pick my brain because I've got a lot of flexibility in being able just to talk to you or give you suggestions or advice or talk to people you want me to. You know, being an entrepreneur, the beautiful thing is you have flexibility and, and you can kind of do things that you couldn't do in the large corporate structure. So take advantage of that. Offer yourself as a resource. Make connections. Stay in touch. Over time, it will build business. There's no question. It The hardest part for me has always been patience and realizing, being realistic, that it, it doesn't happen in a day.
0: Yeah. let's Let's talk a little bit about that and actually talk about it in the context of vulnerability because mm-hmm. when you when you first go out on your own, particularly as we said, your identity may have been so tied to your former employer, especially if you if you were there for a long time, you may be feeling really vulnerable and not feel like you have a whole lot of credibility because you don't have any paid clients yet or maybe you have a very small book of business and it's taking taking as you said it takes time to develop good, solid business when you're when you're first starting out. How do you manage to have that kind of perseverance to keep doing the relationship building and keep sending out the same message over and over and over again, feeling like, or, or you may be feeling like it's just falling on deaf ears because for many people, not only does it take many months, sometimes it takes a year or two before you really have built up enough business to replace what you are getting paid in your job.
1: Absolutely true, and I think the first thing starts with the mindset. I listen. I came out of very large agencies. I managed three million dollars worth of business. They didn't take anything less than twenty thousand dollars a month retainers. You're an entrepreneur. That's not going to happen. In my business, no one's going to hand me a $3 million piece of business. They're going to, it's a $3 million piece of business. They're going to want a global agency with offices in 22 cities. That's not what my company is. So, the first thing is really to understand who you are and what business you should go after. So, you don't ever want to compare your success to the success of the company in all probability that you left because chances are it's much bigger and it's not an entrepreneurial fit. So once you get out of that mindset, it could take a little bit of time, particularly if you were helped out the door versus choosing to, to walk out the door. It's a different perspective. And again, nobody needs to know what your revenues were. When I first started, I went to a networking group, and I always tell this story, and this woman kept telling me how wildly successful her business was, and she was in a resume writing business, and she wrote blogs and those kind of things, and I was feeling very vulnerable. My business was still starting, and she was how successful and how successful, and I saw her once a month at these meetings, and I was always so envious, and I finally had a conversation with her, and she said that she, most of her business literally was barter business, So she got paid in restaurant coupons and store chits. And I thought, wow, first of all, that would never work for me. I need cash. I have to pay my mortgage. I pay consultants and all of that. But everybody's definition of success is different. So she had great confidence. And she certainly didn't want to have a business that I wanted to build because that's not how I would want to build my business. So the first thing entrepreneurs need to do is stop comparing themselves to everyone else because you never know what's behind closed doors, okay? So you only know you. Your book of business, no one needs to know whether you have one client or seven clients or 17 clients. They don't need to know whether your client pays you with $1,000 a month or $20,000 a month. You know because it'll tell you how much bandwidth you have and what else you need to do. And certainly it. it you know how much is coming into your bank account, but nobody needs to know that. So it is hard at the beginning, but again, if you can muster up confidence for 20 minutes a day or a half an hour a day, make those two phone calls, make those two emails, and chances are they're to people that you know, and you will get good feedback. People will go, wow, you're an entrepreneur, or I'm so sorry you got laid off, but you know what? You're great. I always respected you. I know you're going to do fabulous. Certainly, if I know anything, I'll let you know. And then our job is, because networking and for new business is a whole other job that we all do, is to stay in touch. You know, send articles if you see something that's relevant to them. Write a blog post or two and post it on your website that you're going to set up. And then, you know, say, hey, thought you'd be interested in this. So spend some of your time, if you don't have clients, doing marketing, doing networking. Things will happen. There's
0: no question. Yeah, so let's let's talk about these business building activities, and particularly as an entrepreneur, how you can best utilize your time for both business building and getting paid. Because when you're when you're an employee, you're producing results for your clients and customers. You unless you have a, a specific role as part of your job that is business development, you may not do any kind of business development. That may be somebody else's job. But when you are in your own business, particularly if you're solo, you're doing everything. You're doing business development, you're doing operations, you're doing client relations, you're dealing with technology, etc.
1: <laughs> all of the above. Right.
0: All of the above, <laughs> especially when you're first starting out, there's an awful lot of new things that you have to learn. Now that you've been doing this for so many years, what have you found works really well for you in being able to take care of delivering the work that gets you paid and building a healthy business at the same time?
1: Listen, that's a work in progress and I'm still learning Twenty, almost 23 years later. I mean, because the mindset is to spend work in the business for the clients first instead of on the business so you know it it always ebbs and flows my suggestion is to be even perhaps better than i am but to treat your business as a client so 10% 20% of your time you obviously have more time at the beginning you can give it more time but when you get busy with clients and client work which is obviously generating revenue don't get complacent always spend 10 maybe 20% of your time on your business. Treat yourself as a client so that your pipeline will always have connections in it. Those connections may not always be business ready to be signed, but you'll never be in a place where, oh my gosh, this client project was over. Oh my God, this client went out of business. Oh my God, this client canceled. Now I've got nothing. You always want to have that in the pipeline. So you want to spend that time. And that time may very well be in networking or biz dev groups. That time may be in the marketing of your company. That time may be getting yourself out there as a thought leader and setting up and doing speaking engagements or going to industry trade shows or trade shows where you could prospect customers you spend that time on your business and spend dollars on your business. So make sure that you spend money to have a website and have it hosted professionally. Make sure you spend a little bit of money for your domain name or to go out to a couple of industry events a year or to belong to a couple of networking groups. You've got to invest in yourself. And that's challenge, I think for entrepreneurs, because when I worked at a large company and most do listen, an agency or company loses clients. Our paycheck didn't get dinged because of that. We always, whether business was hot or business was slow, we got the same amount of money. We had X amount of vacation days and X amount of personal days. And there was always the new technology coming. As an entrepreneur, you ebb and flow successfully with the success of your your, your business and your clients. So that's just a different mind shift but by the same token, know that you're in control. And and knowing that you control that is a good thing. Because as hard as you work, you're going to see something ultimately eventually back. You were an employee and you could work 20 hours a day and you were not getting more money than if somebody who worked eight hours a day, chances are. So as an entrepreneur, eventually you will get what you put in. And, and that's something good that we all entrepreneurs can um I I say, take advantage of, you know, live on or count on, but truly that's part of the entrepreneurial spirit. So I think we thrive on that.
0: Yeah. Sherry, as you look back over your 22 years as an entrepreneur, is there one thing that might stick out in your mind that unexpectedly really moved your business forward in a big way?
1: Move my business forward in a big way. I'm not sure. I mean, I definitely made some mistakes. I definitely had too few of too much of my business in too few places. And within two months of each other, my two biggest clients, one was bought by Clorox and went out of business, and one was bought by another company and went out of business. And I lost 90% of my business, and I had to start building it back up, hence the more balanced approach. Um, listen, a little bit of timing, a little bit of luck, a little bit of confidence and it's definitely ebbed and flowed and take advantage of the opportunities that you have and market it. That's what I would say.
0: Sounds great. Sherry, if somebody wants to go deeper with anything you've discussed today or learn more about you and your business, where would they go?
1: Certainly our website. The website is goldmanpr.net, G-O-L-D-M-A-N-P-R.net. My contact information is there. And David, you know, for your listeners, I'm happy to kind of give anybody like a free 20 minute consult to talk to them. Just reach out to me through that website. My email is there and say that you heard um, our conversation on smashing the plateau. And I'm happy to do that.
0: Thank you so much, Sherry. I'm sure people will really appreciate that. (laughs) It's a pleasure to have you join us today. Uh, My guest today has been Sherry Goldman, the president of Goldman Communications Group. Thank you again, Sherry, for joining us.
1: Thanks, David. Thanks for having me. Have a great day.
0: When you visit the Going Solo website at smashingtheplateau.com slash goingsolo, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mention on the show. Today we learned how Sherry Goldman built an award-winning public relations and marketing communications agency and much more. If you're building your own business after a late career job loss, let's talk. Go to our website at smashingtheplateau.com and click on Schedule Time with David to speak with me. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. And remember, when you support our sponsors, you help us bring Going Solo to you for free. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.